what's up everybody it's your boy bradley thompson here and we are back with another episode of the living the canadian dream podcast episode number 81 that's a special episode that's like the most important episode because i said so and that's what we're doing today okay it's going to be a special episode because we're back we're back in action life's been busy not going to make excuses but today we're going to do some recaps we're going to talk about life we're going to see what's going on in the world right now and we're just going to catch up like old friends because that's who we are we're old friends okay but we're back um i have had you know a few races you know end of the season since i last did a podcast just because life's been busy so i just wanted to do a little recap on my first duathlon win of the season okay i took a w um, a couple months ago, it's been a minute since then, um, up in Barrie. So I was competing in a duathlon race and I took the W, I took the win. So it was the first win of the season. Um, it was a lot of fun. And as I said in previous episodes, you know, I didn't have much of a season this year um, because it was kind of cut short, got married, honeymoon, got COVID. And then, you know, next thing you know, it's kind of like the end of the season. And I was able to get in a few races and that was about it. So, you know, I was kind of left in that position, but the races that I did, they were, they were fun. They were, they were great experiences. So I took a win up in Barry at the Barry Duathlon. Um, I didn't end up doing this race until last minute. Um, so it was a great experience. It's always great to win. You know, that's what I always say. It's always better to win. Okay. Makes you a lot happier, makes you feel better about yourself and your training. Um, but yeah, I didn't end up doing that race. Um, deciding to do that race until literally the day of, um, I went signed up the day of the morning of, you know, I was cutting it close and it was a hot day. It was expected to be a hot and humid day. Um, because that's what Canadian summers are all about. The humidity, you know, make it so humid that you can't even breathe outside. And that's what Canadian summers are all about. Just humidity. And, um, I wasn't really stoked about it. I was kind of worried about the humidity because even before the race even started i was over overheating already i have a tendency to just overheat that's just how my body is i guess um but yeah the race started off and i i knew going into this race especially for the first run i knew people would go off fast um i didn't want to overheat or overdo it um going into that first run so i knew that if i needed to let people go i'll let them go and i'll try to catch them on the bike um, as we do, but yeah, the first run was great. It was fast. Um, I forget what position I came in to the first transition, but there's, um, some people were going off, um, definitely pure runners. They sort of, um, went off on their own, just trying to make a lead, um, make a gap there. And, you know, they, they took a little bit of a gap and I knew that, you know, I'm going to sort of save myself, save my legs for the bike, especially with this heat, sort of get into the bike at a, um, in a better position, just not overheated and just serve, be, be able to survive the rest of the race. It's going to be a long day if you're overheating right out of the gate. Right. So got into transition, had a good transition, got out, um, got on the bike and did some work on the bike, um, passed basically everybody that was in front of me on the bike, um, and came out of the bike in first place. And I knew sort of by the end of, I think it was the last lap of the bike, because it was like a lap the bike course, I knew that I passed the guy that was in first. So I'm just like, okay, I got to build a lead now because the guys that I passed, they're 
great runners. So I need to make sure that I have a little bit of a gap here. So I just try to push the pace on the bike, get as much of a gap as I can. And yeah, got into transition, did a nice transition. My legs were cooked coming out of transition. It took like basically the first half of the run um, to get my legs back. Um, I think I was just overheating. I was feeling it. My legs were were heavy. Um, and I was just trying to push through, just trying to push through, trying to push through, kept looking back, seeing where people were. And I knew that there would be somebody coming for me. So I had to make sure that I, you know, pick up the pace and I could see somebody coming for me. Um, and I just held on. I just tried to push it as fast as I could hold on and got through the finish line in first place, had a little bit of a time, had a little bit of time to sell which was always nice. Um, and yeah, it took that was my first win of the season. It was a it was a great sort of experience to win. Um, you know, it's always great to win a race. Um, you know, and take the W. So that was that was great. It was a great experience. Um, and definitely one of the highlights of the season. We didn't have many races this season, but that was definitely a highlight of the season. Just just a great experience. It's always better to win. To win. That's just how it is. Um, but yeah, um, I've. Also, after that race, I ended up doing the National Duathlon Championships, which I will talk about in the next episode. I want to leave you all on a cliffhanger, keep you all coming back for more. Keep you all coming back for more because that's what we do here. We're just creating cliffhangers, okay? Come back for next episode, um, and then you'll find out how the National Duathlon Championships went, which was also like two months ago, okay? It was also like two months ago. Um, If you hear like... Um, sounds in the background. It's just my dog just licking his foot. I think his feet get dry or something. I, I don't know why he, he loves to lick his feet. And um, I can't stop him. I can't stop him. And he needs to relax. <laughs> he needs to relax. But that's the situation we're dealing with right now. Bo is eating his foot. And we can't do nothing about it. Um. I have this issue with Zwift, you know, it's Zwift season officially because it's getting cooler. Um, and I'm not a big ride in the cold kind of guy when you have indoor cycling. Let's get serious, especially the amount of time it takes to just sort of pack yourself and get yourself ready for a a ride outside when it's cold. It takes like an hour. Not worth it. You gotta put on all your clothes, all your different layers, make sure that you have everything, pump up your tires. Not worth it, guys. Not worth it. I know people are diehards and they just go outside anyways. I get it. Riding outside is great. The time passes way quicker outside. I find it a lot easier to go outside compared to, you know, Zwift because you always have to pedal. You can't coast on Zwift. Um, Yeah, so it's just one of those things. I, I totally get it. But for me, it's just easier to use indoor cycling. Um yeah, just because it just saves you so much time. So I've been doing lots of Zwift and um, I have an issue with Zwift, okay? They have this metric on their on their app that tells you how many pizza slices you have burnt after a workout or just in total for the week. And I don't like that, okay? Because if it says I burnt three slices of pizza, what happens if I eat four? makes me feel bad and I don't appreciate that okay you should never hold yourself back from eating pizza and I think that is what I want to tell Zwift 
Okay. Because that is my biggest complaint with Zwift is what if I want to eat more pizza? Okay. And what type of pizza? Are we talking deep dish? Are we talking thicker crust? Are we talking all the toppings? What type of toppings? Makes a difference. Okay. So I think they need to adjust that. Okay. Maybe beer. I know some apps do like, oh, this is the amount of beer that you've earned. That might be a better sort of ratio possibly. Um, but I don't like the slices of pizza. Also, one of the things I like about indoor cycling, <laughs> just in general, and just running inside in general as well, is that, you know, you can't get hit by a car. Great. The amount of times when I go outside for a ride, even for a run, the amount of times I almost get hit by a car is just insane. People don't stop at stoplights. They don't stop at stop signs. They don't care. People pass so close to you when you're riding on the road. It's actually insane. And that's one of my biggest things, um, biggest issues with riding outside. And that's why I try to avoid it. Um, as much as I love riding outside, it's just one of those things. And I think that's why I always enjoy uh, mountain biking as well, is because there's no cars. Can't get hit by a car. Um, they don't have cars in the trails. Yeah, so that's definitely one of my issues. Like even last night, I was uh, going for a run um, on the sidewalk, have a light on my shoe, um, wearing a bright color shirt. Some guy just doesn't stop when he's turning, taking a right. Um, almost hits me. Almost hits me. Doesn't care. Just goes right through. Just goes right through. He see he looks at me. Just goes right through. He doesn't care. And that's the situation that we deal with when we work out outside. You know, and it's annoying that you know Canada, especially during this time of year, it gets dark so early. You know, by the time you finish work, it's already dark outside. So you can't can't do nothing about that. So if you want to run outside, you got to run, unfortunately, in the dark. So that's why, I, you know, use the lights and stuff like that. But it's just drivers, they don't care. They don't care. You know, it's it's insane. It's so dangerous. Like, literally running. I'm not even on the road. I'm on the sidewalk. People just don't stop. They see you in the intersection. No, I'm just going to go right through the red light. Crazy. Crazy. That's how it is. That's how it is sometimes. Um, I saw a couple comedy shows um, last couple weeks. Saw a great show that got rescheduled because of COVID. Um, Tom Segura. Finally got to see him. Great experience. Hilarious. And he even brought Bobby Lee to the show, which was awesome. So Bobby Lee came out. Um, we saw Bobby Lee and Tom Segura, which was great. And then the next day, we saw... Saul Volcano, who is, you know, if you watch like Impractical Jokers, I've never seen that show, which is crazy. I know Sal from podcasts. So I listen to Taste Buds and, you know, Hey Babe and, you know, other podcasts that he's been on. And that's what I know him from. But everybody knows him from like Impractical Jokers, but he was great. They were great comedy shows. I always love to go out to shows. I haven't been to shows. Literally, that was the first shows that I've been to since COVID. You know, so it's been like two years, over two years, which is pretty crazy because I would always go to like comedy shows, even concerts and stuff like that. So I think, you know, things are getting back to normal, which is nice. Um, you know, it's just one of those things to be able to go out, do something, get out of the house a little bit, um, which is always nice. It's always nice. Um, I've been watching, I just watched the end of uh, Better Call Saul recently. I watched Breaking Bad. I'm like... I don't know when this show finished, but I'm probably 10 years late because I'm always late for everything um, when it comes to 
TV and movies. <laughs> I had like a, a mafia movie phase where I just watched all the mafia movies and it's, you know, all of them are super old. Um, but yeah, I just finished watching better call Saul. Great show. Never heard of it. I recommend it. Okay. Breaking bad. If you've never heard of it kind of under the radar, I do recommend that as well. Okay. Pretty good shows. Better call Saul though, just recently finished. So I'm pretty up to date on that one. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I'm pretty ahead of the curve on that one. Okay. So don't hate. I'm ahead of the curve on that one. I'm looking for something new to watch. I find that whenever I'm looking for something new to watch, I just browse Netflix for an hour. Just scroll, scroll, scroll. Look at TV shows, possible movies, suggestions. And then I just turn off Netflix because I can't select anything. Because I don't see anything that I want to watch. And that's on me. That's on me. Sometimes I need to watch like, I need a recommendation or a trailer that just grabs my attention. My my ADD, um, I definitely have, <laughs> I'm always all over the place and I just need to be, I, but that's also this, you know, the social media generation, just tech generation in, in general. Um, that's why TikTok so, you know, so popular. It's because quick videos, people need their attention grabbed. People don't really like, you know, the long YouTube videos anymore, even though everybody obviously watches YouTube still. Um, that's why those TikTok videos are so popular. And that's why you see TikTok like videos across all platforms, Instagram reels, Facebook reels, um, YouTube shorts, super popular because people don't have attention spans anymore. And that's what we're dealing with. Okay. That's what we're dealing with. But um, let's go through some of the current events this week. Okay. Let's go through some of the current events this week. It was just a municipal election here in, um, where am I living? I'm living in Ontario, which is a province. And in Ontario, I live in Oakville. It was just the election. That's all we have for the news. Not fun. Not fun. A lot of the same players involved. I don't care. I'll, I'll vote for, um, you know, when I vote. But people... Let me tell you something. When it comes to election season, it annoys me because everybody's telling me their point of view online. I don't really care. I don't care. If I wanted to know political, religious, value-based stuff that you have, your opinion on things, I would ask. A lot of people like to just share their opinion when most people don't care. Most people don't care about your political views. And um, I think a lot of, we have to go back to, you know, people keeping that stuff to themselves because that just creates fights online. And one of the things that like kills me um, when it comes to like people online is when they just like repost stuff. And those are the types of posts that I just scroll by. It's just political things, anything like that. I don't care. I don't ever want to see it. Okay. Um, I don't care about your opinion about why I should vote. I don't care. I don't, I don't care. But um, those are some of my favorite posts to scroll by because people will just like be like, oh, I can't believe this is happening. And it'll be like a video of like, or like some news story about this happened to this type of person or whatever it is, um, supporting obviously their political views or value views, whatever it is. And um, one of the things I would love to say to all those people is that the reason you see this stuff all the time and you think it's happening in the world every single day a lot of times it's because 
you're watching those types of videos. You're you're looking at those types of posts. So the social media algorithms are just showing you all this stuff because you like, you engage with that stuff. It gets you upset. And it's all because you're the one that's watching it. Nobody else gets those types of videos or articles on their feeds. It's a you thing. And that's why I find it so interesting because I have, you know, I follow friends or whatever, and they post about a certain, you know, for example, like we're talking liberal versus conservative. Some friends um, are liberal. Some friends are conservative. And you see the total opposite, opposite types of posts that are happening on their news feeds. And they're both outraged about, you know, the opposite side of the spectrum. And the reason they're receiving all those videos, and it seems that this stuff is happening all the time, is because they're engaging with it. And that's the beauty of algorithms. So today at my TED Talk, I want to talk to you guys about algorithms and how they work. The stuff you engage with is the stuff that will show up more on your feeds. It's how the internet was created, how social media was created. And um, that's the world we live in. People just get outraged about stuff and then they continue to see it. They continue to get more outrage and they continue to share it. But the rest of us aren't receiving any of those articles or posts. Okay. Unless you follow like World Star, Six Buzz, you'll get obviously um, a range of just outrageous posts. But it's just it's just crazy. It's just crazy. Let's let's um not share stuff. Let's just share photos of our dogs. I think we need to go back to that. Share photos of our dogs and our food, um, because that's when Instagram was at its peak. Dogs, food, memes, and that was the best. That was the best. Um, also in the news, current events: um, mashed potatoes thrown on a ninety-six million dollar painting. That is a news headline that you keep seeing is that activists, you know, gluing themselves to the wall, you know, throwing soup on paintings, throwing, you know, you know, garbage on paintings to showcase and bring awareness to whatever cause they're fighting for, um, whether it's like, you know, stop using oil, animal. Very weird. I don't understand why they choose paintings. So many different outlets to use. Painting. Very weird, especially since like, you know, in a lot of cases, these artists aren't alive. You know, um, these are some of the most obviously popular, um, most historic paintings in the world. You know, why would you want to damage something? A lot of them are, oh, it did no damage to the, you're, you're just, imagine going to the museum that day and you wanted to look at the Mona Lisa and somebody has their their hand glued to the Mona Lisa and just like, I just wanted to take a picture of the picture, okay? Like everybody else does. I wanted to take a picture of the picture like everybody else does, but you can't because somebody has their hand glued to the wall. Pretty inconvenient, but I don't understand why they choose, you know, art. It's very weird. It's a very weird medium um, to use as activism because... Those people, in a lot of cases, are no longer around. A lot of these paintings that they they do these things on, they're super old, delicate. I don't know why you would want to vandalize stuff like that. Very weird. Very weird. If anybody has the answer to that one, just let me know. I know it's obviously to create publicity, but it's just a very weird thing. It's always paintings. I don't know why it's always paintings. Why not a sculpture? Get the sculptures involved, okay? 
not just paintings, because paintings, a lot of them are beautiful. Okay. Sculptures, they're okay. I don't like sculptures. Let me tell you something. I don't, I'm not a big sculpture guy. When I was in Italy, saw a couple of Michelangelo's, not a, not a big sculpture guy. Okay. I obviously understand how difficult it is to carve into marble and other rock um, substances. Not into it. I don't just go to a museum to look at sculptures. I look at paintings. Um, so maybe that's why they do that. But maybe it's because they don't actually want to vandalize the art piece because a lot of times the sculptures are kind of just there. I just don't understand. How, I, I also don't understand how you get into... Um, how you get into a museum with, you know, a can of soup. Every museum I've been to, they don't let you bring stuff in. And a lot of times they put you through a metal detector. So wouldn't the can of soup go off in the metal detector? I don't, I don't understand, but um, stop hurting the paintings and don't hurt the, don't hurt the sculptures either. Sculptures didn't do anything to you. Um, I'm not on board with that. I don't like that. Um, also current events, Kanye West in the news again, um, saying crazy stuff. Um, and a lot of brands, Adidas, uh, I think it's Balenciaga or whatever. I don't know that. I don't know the fashion brands guys. Come on, come on. Um, but like Adidas and stuff, they've all dropped them. You know, it took them this long. Pretty crazy. Uh, it's weird too, that people like defend Kanye, um, when he goes on these crazy sort of little tangents and just says crazy stuff, does crazy stuff. Um, I don't, I don't get it. I don't know how you support that. One of the things too, is that, you know, I'm a huge Kanye West music fan. I've always like listened to Kanye West, like working out and stuff like that. I have playlists for his music. His music's amazing. But you know, when people do and say crazy things, like I can't just let that stuff slide. You can't just let that stuff slide. It's, it's craziness. Um, I just wish for Kanye, like people like Kanye West, especially Kanye West, I wish there was like an outlet for him to use to sort of get his emotions out. Um, you know, a lot of people use like exercise. Some people use music. Um, I just wish there was an outlet for him um, to just get his emotions out. Maybe get his thoughts out. Maybe not the wild things, but just his emotional thoughts, stuff that he's feeling. Stuff that he's going through. If only there was an outlet for Kanye West. He wouldn't be in this mess. But what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Let's talk about the book recommendation for the day. The book recommendation for the day, which is aligned with the, um, the comedy show that I saw, is from Tom Segura. I read his book recently. I actually listened to the audio book and he actually narrated it, which is great. Um, it's called, I'd like to play alone, please. It's a great little read. Um, some short stories from Tom Segura, Tom, you know, we're on a first name basis. Um, shout out to Tom, shout out to YMH, shout out to the YMH universe, Christina P shout out to all of them. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a great little book. Lots of funny stories in it. Um, if you're looking for a light read, I definitely recommend that one. Um, also, another recommendation, healthy cereal. I don't know who came up with the idea that we were, we're just not ever going to eat cereal again. I understand. And I never used to eat like Fruit Loops and stuff growing up. The odd time Frosted Flakes, that was one of my favorite things. But my mom wouldn't let me buy that, right? She wouldn't let us buy that. Um, 
but just cereals in general, just no cereals, not good for you. There are healthy cereals out there. This is one that I eat all the time. It's called Dorset. Dorset sponsor me, please. Um, no sugar added. Like the sugar comes from like raisins and dates. Um, delicious, delicious. I don't know why people hate on cereal or like people just push their like, Nope, we don't drink milk anymore. I don't drink milk anymore. So the world shouldn't be drinking milk because it's not good for you. And they go off on these, stop. People want to eat cereal, let them eat cereal. So I'm here to tell you, if you want to eat cereal, eat some cereal. Okay. That's what I'm here to tell you today. Recommending cereal, Dorset, Vector, even Vector's good. Okay. Obviously I'm not telling you to eat it three times a day, but if you're looking for like a nice little snack after a workout, have a bowl of cereal. <laughs> I don't know. I like it. I like cereal. Okay. Don't hate. Okay. Um, I think that's it for today's episode. It's a quick one, short, sweet, fun. Um, just a little catch up, but, um, we'll do some more of these. Okay. Next episode, I'm going to break down the national championships as well. That'll be dope. Okay. So look forward to that. But until next time, you know, just make sure you follow, like this, the YouTube page, follow me on all social media pages at I am Brad Thompson, as you do. Um, and just share this podcast with friends if you if you love me. Um, if you hate me, also share this podcast with friends and get them to share it with their friends so more people see it and you know you can just support the hate against me, <laughs> whatever it is. Okay, I will catch y'all later. Thanks for listening. Um, peace out. Uh-huh.